Oh, I blushed. I hadn't thought about getting there. Today I'd walked from my small apartment close to campus. Cool. And we were off on a late spring afternoon in 1960, driving in a shiny yellow Volkswagen Bug. He zoomed down the road, laughing when the scarf I tied over my hair blew off and landed in the back. Your hair is pretty, blowing around in the wind. So, this is what it's like being with a guy, I thought. Having fun and a little flirting, he sure had experience talking. He's the pretty one, not me. We went to Nyack, about a half an hour north of school, and parked at the hiking section. There's a small beach a little way up over some boulders. The Hudson River is darn cold right now, but beautiful. He gave me another half grin, grabbed a blanket from the trunk, and we climbed a short way. Goosebumps rose on my arms from the breeze blowing across the water. No jacket, and I'm shaking. What an impression to make on this guy. And suddenly, Scott wrapped his arms and the blanket around us, and we were all alone. Body heat warmed and overwhelmed me with a yearning I'd never experienced before. Better? His voice had deepened. He rubbed my arms. Yes, much better. I should have worn a jacket. The kiss, tentative at first, made me tingle all over. I'd never had a boyfriend before. This feeling was new to me. Too busy being the obedient daughter appeasing my parents' demands, on time to experiment at being a kid, a teenager. So here I am, at nineteen, not knowing what to do with a first kiss, for God's sake. Well, uh, hi, Scott. You're, um, a good kisser. Laughing, he hugged me tight. Only good? I can do better than that. This time the kiss curled my socks and knocked me for a loop. Gasping for breath, I yelled, Bingo! The wind carried my word across the river and boomeranged back for an echo. Bingo! Bing! Bing! Sitting at the edge where sand meets water, sheltered by some boulders, Scott asked me about my background. I said, You first! Certain he'd grown up in a house with a picket fence, smiling parents, siblings, and lots of relatives. All true as his fairy tale life of twenty-one years unfolded. I hope I didn't bore you, Grace. He planted a kiss on top of my straight brown hair. Do you realize how pretty you are and the way your eyes match your hair? They're so dark and mysterious. Are secrets hiding behind there? Giggling, I nodded. I'm nineteen, never been kissed till you. Frowning, he looked across the river and seemed to think about what I'd said. That's a big responsibility, but I can handle it. Now, tell me about your life. Without meeting his eyes, I told him everything. How my parents ruled my life up in Buffalo, New York, and allowed me to attend this school far southeast from them for the first time, with high expectancy for success. So far, so good, since my grades were outstanding. Best of all, I had money my sweet grandfather left in an account no one else could touch but me. Oh! Scott held me close, and I pictured other girls cuddling up in his arms. Tell me about your grandfather, 
I have both sets of grandparents still living, lucky for me. I had to smile at Scott's interest and told him of my stern grandfather who melted whenever he saw me. Scott, we didn't have a big family like you do, so the fact that my grandfather cared for me and showed he loved me and I could fly into his arms and he'd whirl me around and laugh was one of the few real joys growing up. Mother would try to stop him. He never listened. What did he do? I mean, his work. He was a banker who worked himself up to CEO and president and without telling my parents, made out his will leaving everything to me. His top financial advisor contacted me privately after the funeral and set up a plan where the money could grow and I'd be independently comfortable for the rest of my life. Wow, that's quite a story.